0: This podcast is brought to you by Media8.
1: Welcome to the My Business Podcast, where we sit down with local businesses and we talk about who they are, where they come from, and what inspires them to be in business. Welcome back to the My Business Podcast. Today I have a very special guest. It is Georgie Carpenter from Astereo. Astereo of People. How are you, Georgie? <laughs>
0: I'm not too bad. How are you? We've already had a <laughs> bit of fun in the, in our
1: um, getting to know each other before the podcast. Georgie, Astereo of People. It's a new business. It is. Tell us about it.
0: Oh, okay. So it's sort of it started. The na- right, where do I start? The name. Okay. the name. The name. Yeah. start with the name.
1: I love the, love the reasons why people have called their business what they have.
0: All right. Well, the name was um, taken or given to me by a friend who actually had a fanzine years and years ago, 2004, called A Stereo of People. Yep. And she was uh, a fantastic person, sort of revealed a whole underground music community, alternative lifestyle to me. And that was what her fan team was all about. But it didn't really go anywhere. And then years and years later, I was like, this name's amazing. Um, are you yes. doing using it? And she said, no, you can have it. And I, so I took it. Um, and I thought it was relevant because this business started, um, in my mind, it had been sort of ruminating or percolating in my mind in the last couple of years to... How could I help other people who wanted to start businesses? Um, but I've got that experience, and people calling me for it all the time. So I thought I'll start this business, and uh, I'd been mentoring another company. That that guy took his business from zero to five million in revenue, and he totally gives me way more credit than I'm probably due. But he accepted it be- Oh, and no, I'm taking it. <laughs> exactly. Totally taking it. Um, and um, then. I actually helped a, a friend through acquisition. So I thought, well, I'm going to commercialise this a little bit. Uh, well, it was in Bali after I sold my first business anyway, and I thought I'm itching to do something. And if I'm getting all these calls, I had clients calling me saying, can you come back? I had some job offers. And I thought, no, I can't work for anyone else. I'm totally unemployable. Yep. Um, I'm a terrible staff member. You should never <laughs> hire me. Um I'm horrible to anyone in authority by Ooh. accident. I don't know why.
1: Let's make sure these parts aren't the ones we use on the snippets first. Oh, you
0: can if you want. I'm <laughs> never going to be that person who's solely professional. I'm professionally unprofessional. Um, but Sarah people started and I thought, well, I'm going to sort of uh, – my background's in recruitment and professional services, so I'll write a course and that will be the commercial side of it and the rest of it will be content creation. How can I dispel the myths of starting a business and founding what entrepreneurial – what the entrepreneurial mindset is, and that's where we're at. It's only really been sort of ramping up in the last three to six months.
1: But you've got an extensive background of experience um, yourself in business, obviously with your own business. Tell us a little bit about that so people know the kind of person Georgie Carpenter is.
0: Uh, Okay, so in 2008 I... um, uh, I accidentally started in a new company called 10 Collective. Yeah. You do a lot of
1: things by accident, it seems.
0: Well, I think that's life, isn't I it? You awesome. kind of, opportunities come up and you roll with them and adapt to them. And um, not everything can be perfectly planned and executed. And sometimes the best stuff is when you've come to it with a, a bit of an empty head or um, without any sort of expectations. And um, I was working for a business and I left them and I literally walked out the door and a client called. Uh, to say, hey, I need such and such person. I was a recruiter in a past life. And um, I had someone just instantly by, you know, what's the word when you just instinctively go, yeah, I've got a person and place that person within an hour and within an hour I'd earn $10,000. And And I started your business. All right. And I got home and I said to my partner at the time, I quit my job (laughs) but I made a placement and I need to go to Officeworks and get <laughs> – I need to get some things, a printer. I need a printer. And um, that was how it started. How exciting is that? Yeah.
1: I, I often think back to a lot of different um, situations in life where people can take the opportunity because it's there yeah. or they can steer past it because they're a little bit scared of taking of taking a chance. Yeah. But it sounds like you, you're the kind of person that you see an opportunity and you just run with it.
0: Well, I, th- I think – yeah, no, that is me. If I see something interesting, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go for that. And I've got that sort of level of let's go down the rabbit hole there. But I'm okay with making mistakes as well. And I don't think in business there's any time that you can't back out or exit. There's very few uh, circumstances by which, no, you are done. You, you've you really messed up. Yeah. Um, so I have no issues with failure. How important are mistakes? Well, very important. I mean, as far as... Every time you make a mistake, you can flip your mindset to "Oh my god, I just learned something from that." And sometimes you have to. Uh, I definitely made a, a terribly expensive mistake recently, and instead of just you know being down in the dumps about it, I had to. Fl- I had to flip it to so, "No, that was a learning opportunity. You better learn from that and not make that mistake again." But on the other hand, I I think with mistakes, sometimes you make them too often. You can you can embody them a little bit. So you've got to be balanced, I think, about how you treat them. Yep. And yes, you do have to be a little bit smart about um, f- jumping into certain situations.
1: So helping other on- entrepreneurs is the business – that's the the idea behind your business, is to help people get into their own businesses?
0: Oh, God, yeah. I, I'd love – and I think that actually the future is that everyone's going to be running their own little enterprise in some way, whether it's a side hustle or their own business or – everyone. I think um, it's starting to sort of wake up to the fact that it is great um, to have a little bit more agency and, and sort of run uh, your own little gig. And I've been getting, I get calls all the time, like I really want to start my own business. And I'm like, great. What do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know. And I, I'm cool with that. I'm yep. cool with that because I actually think um, there's some preamble work before you even have an idea. You know, you speak to a management consultant, and they're great. You know. Once you've identified your problem once you've identified identified your problem and then worked to solve it, then you've got a business and that's when your management consultant is awesome. but prior to that there's a few more steps and prior to that that's the, that's the founder part that I really want to sort of tap into is that know yourself, know yourself yep. first there's that um, visualize what your future's going to look like, you know for example you know so maybe you've got a number, maybe you've got a number where you can say. If I had $50 million in the bank, then I'm, I'm sorted. Yep. Okay. So There's that, all these. Pre- that's the dream. Yeah. Visualize that dream. Um. Oh, it sounds so corny. Visualize your dream. Yeah, but it but does I, sound
1: corny, but it's actual reality.
0: Well, that's, you know. Actual I think
1: reality sounds sweet itself, but anyway.
0: I know. <laughs> in this era, who knows what reality is, really? But um, yeah, know yourself and. I talk about accusation audits and I got that phrase from Chris Voss from his book, um, Never Split the Difference. But I used to just call it smack talk. Give yourself a whole bunch of smack talk. What are people's objections to you and what, you, what you're what you good at? And acknowledge all of them, air them all out and then dispel them because they're pretty much myths because you've been living off those good things already. So that's all the work I think you need to do to have the courage to start a business and I'll potentially at that point identify a problem. So, even if you don't
1: know what that business is yet, yeah. having that courage you think is the first and most important oh part. Oh, God,
0: absolutely. It's really tough starting a business, it's scary. I know. You know, it's particularly if it. it's not a side hustle. Yep. If it's, uh, if it's a business where it's just you and you've just quit your job and you've just gone, bugger it, you know, I'm going to off my wits, make some money on this <laughs> and I've, I'm going to do this thing. It's scary. That's why I get those phone calls yeah. and people go, oh, well, I want to start this business and then we talk through all of this stuff and um, some people want to take the leap and some people don't but I just want to encourage people to do to it. To take the leap. Yeah. Because
1: you, only, you, you can say you only get one chance, maybe you get more than one chance. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. But to make that decision... You don't want to be dwelling on that for too long, do you? You just want to get in there I don't and think you started. should.
0: Yeah, I just spoke to another entrepreneur. Same, He's got a theory on that, that um, he just raised $150 million in seed funding for an electric vehicle business. Yep. Bloody amazing. We're collaborating on the course as well, the entrepreneurial mindset for a stereo of people. is so great. Um, but um, he said that when people come to him as well, when they want to start businesses, he always asks them, how long have you, how long have you been thinking about this? And, the time that they've been ruminating about starting a business indicates something to him. If it's too long, maybe you haven't. Maybe it's not for you. You know, if it's a little bit shorter, you know, that sort of six to twelve months, maybe even eighteen months, um, then let's have a crack. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I it don't know sense. why there's momentum. There has to be momentum. And actually, I don't know if you've read this book by um, Elizabeth Gilbert. I think her name is, and it's called Big Magic, and it's really about writing and creativity. But she talks about how ideas can come to you or inspiration can come to you. But if you don't grasp it at that time, they go off to somebody else. And her example is that she had this book, the book idea, book plan. And she'd written it all out. Uh, I don't even know if she'd written it all out. But she'd planned it all in her head. She knew the way it was going. This character would do this. That character would do that. And she just sat on it. She just sat on it for too long. And then she caught up with a friend and that person had the idea. And that person w- repeated back her idea to Elizabeth Gilbert and had all the same plot twists and all the same sort of moves in the character. And she would just went, it's magic. I didn't take the opportunity when I had it. And that idea just went, you're not ready, and moved on to somebody else. It, I don't even know if that's a bit woo-woo, I isn't exp- it? But I'm into that.
1: <laughs> it's a bit woo-woo. I love that. <laughs> I love that term. Not one that I've had... Used before, <laughs> but that is a bit woo-woo to be honest. But I, I mean, think that's
0: how ideas work. You grab them, yeah. you know. And I think that's business as well. Like when there's an opportunity, you take it, you know. Otherwise, it goes to somebody else, and then you can say, "I've grasped at it. I've yeah. had a go. It's not all right. Moving on.
1: Let's try something else." Yeah. How many of the people you speak to are in that second phase, you know, of trying something else, or ha- and you know, do they do they keep coming back with new ideas? I guess.
0: Um. Quite a number, I'd say, sort of thirty percent of the people I speak to do actually do something, whether yep. that's st- starting a website, building a website, and um, that's quite a large
1: number when you think about it. Because oh, look, pe- I just
0: pulled that number. I, I, I couldn't tell you all the stats yeah. specifically, but yeah, but in a the, few in of them, yeah. yeah. But
1: even even for that, it's like you know, people if they're asking those questions, they've obviously got a lot of doubts themselves. So for you to be able to get people to convert that, those ideas and passions into actually starting something and and having a crack that's that's something that you've got to be proud of
0: well sometimes oh thanks um i'm not going to take any credit for that it's just a little bit of a g up half the time um i get the
1: feeling you could g up people pretty easily
0: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's so
1: much excitement in this room right at the moment (laughs) i can just sense it i
0: love it i do think a bit of energy you do need a little bit of that momentum that sort of combustion from energy um, is that the right thing? Combustion? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. All right. All Sounds right. good. <laughs> it's
1: the right thing now.
0: But some people just don't even know how to register an ABN yeah. or um, what you know, use an accounting software. I mean, I'm crap at zero or MYOB, but I do use them, yep. and it's painful. But you, you can sort of. <laughs> I'm learning
1: those at the moment myself. Oh, it's,
0: it's shocking. Uh. It's shocking, and also the free trials really irritate me because they don't give you all the functionality, and then you're like, oh man, you. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe
1: we've got to get someone who write their own one.
0: Uh, start their own business. Uh, <laughs> start their own um, how okay. to set yourself up on zero course or an no, actual business. No,
1: start a, something in competition to zero.
0: Oh, there's so, there's so many. A, but there's But something there's that's so easy much. for us to use. Oh, they're supposed to be all easy. It's, it's just right. that You know about tech, right? I tech hope. is one of those things where you sort of, you know that you can learn how to do it, but you've got to set aside your two to six hours. Yeah. And who the? Right, it's just yep, about to swear. You'd have to swear on this podcast. No? Um, we'd <laughs>
1: probably prefer not. We know where you're going, that's okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. That two to six hours, when do you find the time to do that? No. You know? I just did it with a Shopify website and um I knew that I could do everything and I was delegating everything off, but actually I needed to do it. Yep. And so I did I just sat down on the on my in my armchair in Bali and just had the computer in front of me and went, I don't care, do this, do this. And um, four to six hours later, it's like, oh, it's easy. Oh, my God. I know. How, I've set up this whole thing easy peasy.
1: Well, see, I'm in that generation of people that didn't grow up with computers, didn't have computers at school. So I find it very difficult to learn something. But once I learn it, that's exactly how and I sorry, am as well.
0: I'm the same. I didn't have the internet when I was growing up. I'm, laptops wasn't a thing, I don't no. think. What do they call us? Like digital immigrants or something? <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> that is dead
1: set me. You said something really interesting. You said, oh, you know, two, who's got that two to six hours to put aside? But
0: Yeah, for ma- something boring. Yeah, but, <laughs> m- but
1: for anything. We, we tend to put those things off because of the time cost in it. But that's exactly what you're talking about with the stereo of people, that you've got to invest that time. You've got to use that time to develop your ideas. And it sounds to me that when when they get to you – that's where you give them that little bit of a kick along to
0: Well, I think it's the you, – you've got a snatch time and so you've got that sort of you're having a pedicure, for example the last time you had a pedicure. Yeah, yeah, no, did, never. Never? Nope, oh. Won't so you should try it. Um <laughs> but when you're having a pedicure, say you pull your books out, you pull your notebook out yep. and you write your little notes and you put your little plans in there and that's your half an hour. You know, you've, you've done something towards your idea. But before you know it, if you're snatching those little moments of time, before you know it, you've got a plan. You've got some sort of um, something coming together in your mind, solidifying in your mind. And I think that's when um, talking to people like me um, can encourage you to sort of uh, productivity max yep. those moments so that you can hit the ground. Not hit the ground running, that's a stupid phrase. You can start. Just begin. Um, I suppose the other thing as well, We spoke, I think I mentioned it before we started this, perfection is the enemy of good. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's right. Just starting. You don't have to be perfect. Oh, my God, when I started 10 Collective in 2008, I had this, the worst website ever. It was just so static and so dull and so corporate. It was just a terrible picture of me. Um and do you know what? I was really proud of it. I didn't care. I just started. And I went, yeah, I started then. Never even used that website really. It's just apart from a marker. Someone just yep. went to my website and picked up the phone to me. That was it.
1: That's incredible. Yeah.
0: What So
1: what you're telling me and what I, what I get the feeling of that, you know, even you've got a background in recruitment. Hmm. Recruitment helps the comp- a company place the right people. It helps a, a candidate get into the right jobs. You're now in a job where you're trying to help people um, –
0: Start deliver businesses. on their dreams, yeah. Yep.
1: So that seems to be that... That's a common theme with you. Is that something that you've always had, that, that willingness to help people?
0: Oh, I think being of service is vital. Possibly everyone's life purpose. you just got to come to it and learn it for yourself. And being of service is my thing. I'm, I'm like, okay, how can I help you? I have literally taken the shirt off my back before for people, and I don't mean to be bigging myself up on that, but I'm interested in people. Mm. And even... I I'm like a all right. I don't even know how politically correct this is. I'm like a beggar magnet. Like you can, I'm sitting on the street in some city anywhere on the planet, and I'm the one that the beggars come to, and that's cool because you do still get into these awesome conversations. And actually, at my office in Fitzroy back when Ten Collective was running, um, uh, there was a crew of homeless crew uh, who used to sit on the corner around where I was at and I lost my purse one time. But because I'd got to know them to some degree, I'd said, Right guys, um I've lost my purse. I've dropped it somewhere. And I said, So if you find it, you can take the cash. But I need it back with the cards. And they went, Yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like did I looked, it? Oh, I don't know how no, I don't think they did. No. I think I dropped it and found it somewhere else. <laughs> but um, um that's that's it. People are interesting. Um, and they're energizing, or some of them are.
1: So the, the main thing about your about your about your business is to is to help people. But you've got this offshoot now where you've written the first course, yeah, which is around recruitment. Now you're not a recruitment business or anything like that. You're you're a business to help other businesses, but recruitment is a starting point for a lot of people. How yeah. did you find writing the course?
0: Oh, it's grueling. I had some nights where I was up until sort of three o'clock in the morning writing this, going Is this right? But it ends up being. Um, bit of stream of consciousness um at first and then you have to dissect and make sure that you've gone through all the steps. It's a thirty step method and it's the method that I use, but because I was good at my job, you get to a point where everything becomes so natural that you don't even understand the steps that you take yep. to do that 30 steps. Do you know what I mean? So I had to dissect it. So a lot of it was wait a second, I missed about three steps there because it just all flowed once you've set up all your systems, et cetera, and you've been doing it for a long time. So going back, that's what took the time, is going back and dissecting what it is that you actually do step by step. Um, Am I repeating myself probably a little bit?
1: (laughs) No, no, you're not because, because it's true though because anything that we do ourselves and we do well over time, even driving a car. Yeah, I mean, how did how do you drive a car? Like I don't know, totally. you get in the car and you drive totally, you
0: know? and suddenly you're at the destination. Like, how yeah. the hell did I get here? But if you're a 16 year
1: old <laughs> learning to drive, oh yeah, that's quite a challenge.
0: Oh, massive! So I remember uh, when I passed my license, I had to keep going back home just to start again. Do you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> yeah. get home and then you'll know how to get somewhere.
1: Yep, <laughs> I didn't pass my test the first
0: time. You didn't? No, oh, I didn't terrible. pass my theory test the first time. Oh, it makes me
1: feel a little bit better. <laughs> um. So you've got that one course about recruitment and obviously yep. that's something that you can get through your website. Now your website is what?
0: Asterioofpeople.com. It's
1: really not hard, is it, that one? No. Um, and <laughs> from there you can look at a heap of different things. So having a look, you've got um, a lot of articles with um, great great um, content for people to have a, have a look at and learn from that. But then the courses do come from that as well. Um, and so this is your first course. What are the plans?
0: Ah, uh, well, I'm actually, <laughs> I have to, I've been told that I'm quite mean to HR managers in that, in that so course. So, are,
1: are you saying that your course isn't perfect at the moment?
0: It's it's not perfect, but actually, I kind of like the imperfection. I kind of like the fact that I'm just human about it and go, recruiters and HR people are not the same. Yeah,
1: let's, let's touch on that. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with what we're talking about. Well, it does a little bit, but um, because... Well, I've been
0: told I've got to get rid of it because it, it could be terrible for me, but I'm just like... But I, I, I love
1: the, the thing that we talked about before about HR and recruitment and how yep. they're always lumped together, but they are so separate. And it wasn't until you said that that I actually thought about it. Heck, you're right.
0: Yeah, they're totally different professions, totally different industries. That HR complex is is massive, yep. okay? It's, it's I don't know how much money that industry is worth, but it's a lot, okay? Too much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also I, I kind of feel sad for HR managers because they're always – Plonked into the recruitments piece. I in thought any you were going to say they're always boring. No, they're not. I know oh. plenty of awesome <laughs> HR managers, but I don't like the, the job. Yep. The job itself, I'm like, oh, you are so much better than that job. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I just think to myself that HR managers are megaphones for policy and procedure uh, and compliance. So that's all good, but let's be honest, then you're not human resources, i.e., no. you? you're no. like megaphone.
1: Your company d- policy.
0: Your compliance, people. Yeah. That's all good, but stop touching recruitment. I remember <laughs> working, yeah. <laughs> stop <laughs> Recruit- it. Stop Just it now. stop it. I worked with an HR manager and poor thing had to do a whole bunch of recruitment work. And I know she w- she didn't, she wasn't a natural. She should not have done it. And she would, because she's compliant, she thinks about things like how you dress and your tattoos and your presentation and all that sort of stuff and recruiters kind of have to touch on that but not really it's really about the skills and yep. the character and the culture fit et etc but this HR manager rejected a female j2 double developer front end right and that was gold because yeah. <laughs> she's gold this developer was gold but she was rejected because she had tattoos on her sleeves and I just thought to myself, no one cares about that, and if you knew the industry, you wouldn't care about it either. But because HR people are into compliance and possibly conformity, and probably you know substantially contributes to homogeneity. But um, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, I'm not very nice to them. But um, <laughs> they shouldn't touch it. That's it.
1: Boring was much nicer. What I called them. Really? Well, no. The you, what you're calling? I can't even repeat that because it was the sentence was too long. <laughs>
0: No, being boring has got to be the worst sin of all. I worked at a bank. <laughs> they so
1: trained you. I worked at a bank <laughs> once. They trained you to be boring, and in the end, they just looked at me. and I remember my my area managers used to always come in and they just go, "We don't know what you're doing, but just keep doing it," <laughs> um, because I I refused to uh, fit into that little um, stereotype of the boring bank manager. But yep. um, I got out, and it's there's actually a life after a bank. So
0: a podcast now.
1: I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing a thousand different things, <laughs> but. Even you know, and that's that's where a stereo of people can come into come into be a great resource for people that have been have been working in that nine to five job for 10, 15, 20 years, and then all of a sudden they do what you did, just up. Well, and they've leave. got
0: something else. They've got some aspiration and ambition outside of that um, nine to five paradigm, which yeah. I don't blast anymore. I used no. to blast it when I was young. It's did like, Ugh, don't be so boring. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, I get it. That provides psychological safety for a lot of people. Yep. And I get after the last few years why people need that. Mm. Um, so I don't blast the nine till five. But, but we th- need all of them. But can you get rich on a nine-to-five? No. No, I don't I reckon. I guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, but we need all of them. If we don't have the nine-to-five people, we can't have the people that have the ideas that start their own businesses. Yeah,
0: I think you do. I think you do need the, the leaders and, and the staff. That sounds wrong. But again, I'm redefining what I think about that because leadership is being redefined. Um, with the working from home paradigm, yep. what does that mean? Okay, what that means is that you have to start being your own leader. Um, we can't constantly say we're having a crap time at work because our leader's bad. Actually, you work from home now, so maybe you're having a crap time at work because you're badly managed, badly self managed. So and that's not the only perspective, that's just one. No, no, I understand. But the redefinition of leadership it's happening right now. And um, the things that I'm trying to sort of put out there about productivity, maxing micro habits, cultivating micro habits. Um, Fearlessness in business—that stuff is going to be really great for even the nine-to-five crew who work from home.
1: So, one of my questions I normally ask is, "What's next?" And you've kind of answered that by saying that because that's exactly, yeah, you know, what we're looking for is, yeah, you know, what is happening, and and we've got to be one step ahead of it all, don't we?
0: Oh yeah. Well, you know? I don't know. Oh, well, you just
1: got to be. Actually, no, you've got to be prepared to go on the journey with it.
0: Yeah, front loading—I call it—just front load yourself now because who knows? Are we in an economic depression? Yeah. So I got an email from the bank today, and the, those minimum payments on a mortgage—they just doubled overnight. Banks? Yeah, banks. <laughs> I don't hate banks. I worked in a bank yeah. once. Here yeah. in Australia? No, in the UK. Yeah. I was terrible. Ter- I was—I caused all sorts of trouble when I was there.
1: So was I. I. I caused that much trouble. They kept promoting me to get me out of the last oh. job, <laughs> and then they found a job that I just—I could be in
0: oh, no. as crazy
1: as I wanted to—and stayed there.
0: I transferred £90,000 to the wrong person once. It was like a merchant bank. It wasn't like a oh, high street bank. Yep. And um, when okay. there are 90, deadlines 000. for property exchanges and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff, that's a big deal. <laughs> Plus, I think there's a rule where they don't actually have to give you back the money. Right
1: Here in Australia, I can tell you there is that rule too. <laughs> really? They don't yeah. have to
0: give you the money if you no. do it now. So we were so lucky that the client... Um, was had a good relationship because they put that money back and oh my God.
1: But that feeling must have been...
0: Especially when I was so young. I was only 22 or something like that.
1: Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know what I did? Yeah. I gave money to a homeless bloke. Yeah? He had the same name as someone else. I gave him out of the other person's Nice. Account. Yeah.
0: Nice. He, he
1: thought he's won lotto, this guy.
0: Uh, did you have to take it back? You no. couldn't take it back. Oh, it was a bank no. error in his favour.
1: Yeah, like Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> Hey, look... Oops. Time has time has flown.
0: Time has <laughs> flown.
1: Um, this is probably the longest podcast I've ever done.
0: Is it? Oh, no, but I talked to you. No, much. that's good. That's good. But
1: if I could say to people out there, com, go and check it out. And if you want to get in contact with Georgie, do it. Because the one thing that I've got out of this last 25 minutes is the enthusiasm that you have for what you do. <laughs> and it's infectious. So oh, good. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to try and harness that this afternoon. I've got a couple of things I've got to do this afternoon. Oh, so well,
0: hopefully I've given you some good stuff to work with.
1: You have. And I think that you would be able to help anyone, whether it be through the course that you've got up there at the moment but and what's coming, Yeah. but also through that mentorship is something that um, obviously excites you, so yeah. I should get on to it. A stereo of people, Georgie Carpenter. This has been absolutely brilliant, and I hope that we can see you again one day soon. Thanks, Rob. See you.
0: Thanks for listening to the My Business
1: Podcast brought to you by Media 8 on the Podfire platform. If you want to be on our podcast, please reach out to the team on all our socials at mybusiness.pod.